What's up, everyone? Welcome back to A Plants Could Talk. This is Garrett. I'm your host. This conversation took place back on August 11th, 2022, with my very special guest, Goblin King 813, also known as Matt. Matt joined me virtually from his home in the state of Florida. We had an absolutely awesome conversation. It's been a long time coming. He and I have been developing a friendship over recovery and uh, supporting one another for a number of months and have had some awesome conversations. So I'm really glad I got to do this. It took me a little while to piece it together. Been slammed with all kinds of stuff, but I hope you guys enjoy. I want to take a moment to tell you guys about my sponsors. If you scroll down into the description of this episode, you will find links to Mezcala Nursery located in Long Beach, California, Green Touch Nursery located in Bellflower, California. Big shout out to Plantly.io. You can type in Plantly.io into your web browser or download the free Plantly app on Android or iOS. And if you're interested in becoming a vendor, I have provided a link for you to do so in the description of this episode. Last but not least, if you want to feel healthy, look healthy, and be healthy, you should consider supplementing with real mushrooms. There is a link to Real Mushrooms, and if you use my link in the description of this episode, you will receive 10% off your first order. All right, here is Matt. Matt, Goblin King, what are the numbers after your handle? 813. Matt? uh, Sorry. (laughs) Oh, no, it's all good. It's the Tampa area code. (laughs) Oh, is it? Yeah. You're representing. Is that, and that's where you're currently at now, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm probably going to be here for for a pretty pretty extended long time. Nice. Well, welcome to the show, Matt. Thank you. It feels very welcoming and warm in here. Awesome. I love to hear that. Uh, where are you from originally? So, originally I'm from New Jersey, Point Pleasant. It's a really fucked up small town. Mm. Um, it's like it's a nice place, like, you know, for, like, really, you know, rich and white families and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, you know, I had the, you know, the privilege of being with, you know, a family that like that. But, you know, um, my dad was a cop for a really long time, which mm. had a very big strain on, you know, our relationship because, mm. you know, he knows how I am. And, like, I kind of, like, was raised up that way because, you know, here my dad is, you know, a cop. But at the same time, my brother, who, you know, has primarily, like, very darker skin than me, um, you know, I he got fucked with by the cops in that town all the time, you know, just for fucking existing. Mm. And, like, you know, my dad's, like, you know, telling me, like, oh, you know, not all cops, you know, not all cops are bad. And like, you know, of course he is because, you know, he's he's in that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I'm like, it doesn't really make much sense to me and nothing's clicking in my head. And, you know, things that my brother taught me and like, because, you know, we were both kind of like in that same boat where, you know, he was he was my older brother and he's like teaching me things at a very formative young age. And, you know, that kind of like blossomed into the ideas that i have today which you know like i still you know i'm i still talk to my dad you know i mean he's my dad but like at the same time i 
don't support any of that. Yeah. Well, I can understand why, especially if you've had uh, difficult incidents with police, which I've had many for sure. I've had the cops fuck me up a bunch of times and been arrested many times. I've been on probation since I was 18 years old and not a single day without it, even to this day. Um, and God willing, in January, I will be off probation for the first time in my entire adult life. So I, I kind of, I dude, that's I, fucking awesome. Thanks, that's, man. That's really awesome. So I'm trying, to, I'm trying to relate a little bit, but at the same time, I also like, I don't know. I developed this. It's not respect, but understanding with the police while incarcerated. And uh, I have a friend that's a cop that I really like. I really like him. You know. And I was, yeah. I came up saying, fuck the police, you know, and yeah, I don't know, you know, it's just, it's a complicated topic and we'll probably burst some heads if we go too deep into it. But yeah, uh, that's what I yeah, have no, on that. For sure. That's what I have on that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, it, listen, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, people make their choices and what they want to do in life and, you know, just so happens that you know a lot of the time you know people end up like you know at least from what i learned it's like you can have that whole mentality around cops and stuff but like from a very young age it was always like you know like don't be a fucking dickhead like just just be respectful and like Mm -hmm. don't say anything because nine times out of ten if you know shit like that pops off and like you know they're going to fuck with you. They're going to find something to like, you know, bust you for. Cause like a lot of them aren't following the rules. They don't, yeah. they don't follow the rules. And especially like if you end up knowing more, they're going to be more pissed off. No, that's a good approach. I, I was taught the same thing. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. And the same thing with judges. I don't pop off. I mean, I have for sure. Once the, they, I was yeah. taught, you don't say, you don't pop off until you're in handcuffs. <laughs> then you can talk yeah. all the shit you want. <laughs> yeah, like you can't do shit. Like the these dudes, they they have fucking guns. Like yeah. that shit, like is not worth my life to fucking, you know, fuck with fuck with somebody like that that I know is fucking trigger happy and like right. they'll fucking find any reason. You know, it's like, and I might be I might be jaded on my end from that just from some of the shit I've seen and like yeah, it's just it's wild. Well, was it conflicting? Like, did you feel like you had two paths or or at least two forms of influence in that uh, realm of existence, police? Because uh, you had your father that was a police officer, and then you, you've, like, fucked around in the streets a lot, too? Like, right? Yeah, like, you know... From a, from like when I grew up like in that town, like there were certain things that I learned and like which kind of separated me from a lot of those kids because there were certain aspects and certain family that, you know, you just learn certain things. And, mm. you know, um, I at one point, you know, decided like, you know, there's one path I can take or there's another path I can take, mm-hmm. which is, you know, not being paranoid all the time. And, you know, not being scared when, you know, you can just like lay your head down at the end of the day. And, you know, I got into a lot of sketchy shit that, you know, was was leading me down a really dark road. And, you know, it 
only took up until, you know, meeting, you know, my partner. And, you know, we've been together for almost four years now. Mm-hmm. And uh, she really taught me a lot of things about, like, you know, you can embrace certain things in your culture. But you you don't have to go down certain things that are that are that are kind of there because of that you know right yeah and that was really that was really really an important part of you know realizing things about myself and things that like i personally wouldn't have really thought about because you know it was like you know fuck it like you know who cares right so like living reactionary almost because of these things uh, in the past were still somewhat influencing your present views and outlook and approach to life. Yeah. Cause like, you know, I, I had a really, really fucked up anger problem for a really long time. And, you know, like I, you know, it was like a classic thing, you know, like I was the chubby kid. Like I, I was, I was fat in school, so I was picked on a lot mm. and it only took until like the, this one kid was just funny enough because he became a cop after high school but like <laughs> he 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 kicked a soccer ball at my face uh-huh. and like and like this was out in like the middle middle of like the soccer field and stuff and like i'm 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 a little like i'm a freshman in high school like you know like i just got kicked in the face and like it wasn't that like i was pissed about like it didn't hurt me because like it, it definitely hit my face really hard but like that shit didn't hurt. The thing that pissed me off is that I'd just gotten new glasses. Oh. And this motherfucker kicked that ball at my face and knocked the glasses off my face. Oh, hell no. So, like, he, he ended up walking back in the gym. And, like, I walked. I, like, something clicked in my head. And I ran, I ran up on him in the gym and just socked him in the fucking jaw. Dude, he fell down on the ground like a sack of fucking potatoes. <laughs> and, like... It was, and, like, at that moment, I, I just didn't give a fuck. I think, like, something had snapped from all the bullying mm-hmm. over the years. And then, like, that's when, you know, like, I just kind of, like, was pretty angry for a really long time after that. I mean, like, it was pretty cool because I got suspended for two weeks, which, you know, they told me, I was like, you know, you can have, you know, one week if and if you do community service for another week. And then... It was funny because my dad had told him, he's just like, no, nah, he's going to have a two-week suspension. That's fine. He doesn't need to do that. <laughs> and then, you know, that was that. And then ever since then, like, I kind of was, like, reactionary to, like, things. And, you know, I was a pretty, like, shy kid for a really long time. I mean, I still feel personally socially awkward. But, like... You know, like it definitely, I definitely didn't make a lot of good choices when I was, when I was younger. Yeah. Well, it felt good though, right? It felt good to fucking knock him out, didn't it? Oh, it felt fucking insane. It was an insane feeling like that. The amount of release I got from that, which I don't know if it's a good thing or not, but like, I almost felt like relieved Yeah. after like, no, I like knocked him out. Yeah, well, it's almost a high. I mean, anger in and of itself. And um, it's hard to come down from. And if you knock someone out that fucking deserves it, it feels pretty good. I've been there. 
I know that feeling. I got in a lot of fights too. Lots and lots of fights. And the same thing. It wasn't because I was fat, but I, I, people called me Scarface because I have a nasty scar on my face, which was like a lot more pronounced when I was a kid. And uh, whatever, whatever fucking their reasons were, pretty boy, whatever. Uh, and it, it eventually formed me into like a like the bully police. I fucking when by the time I was in high school and I learned like kind of got some self worth and confidence. I would get in fights with bullies. I would like fuck people up that were picking on other people because it drove me nuts and it came from a place of personal experience. So, and, and I'm sure it wasn't great and it wasn't the best informative years to be getting in fights constantly, but yeah, <laughs> I get it, man. And now it's like much harder as an adult to, to not be reactionary, right? <laughs> it's yeah. served you your whole life. Yeah. I mean, and there was a pretty cool point um, in my life where, you know, I was going to, I was going to like a lot of like hardcore shows, like hardcore punk shows. Mm. Like that was a huge, huge aspect of, you know, like I think like maybe like 17 on to like maybe 25. And like I haven't been able to go to shows at all from that time because like, you know, a lot of a lot of bad shit happened like after that so like i couldn't really couldn't really muster up the strength to like go to any like shows because like i was just dealing with so much shit it was therapeutic huh to go to those kind of shows huh oh my god it was for me it was like the the unsafe aspect almost because yeah, yeah, yeah. like you never know you never knew it was gonna fucking happen like right like any like anything could happen like and that was the that was the fun part for me because like it was like this you know you like you're like up front and like some of the like the venues like there's there's no room for you to like you know go in the back like it's like straight up like if it's either you're moshing or like you're you're gonna get knocked out (laughs) yeah dude that's cool i'm glad that you found that because it was probably like an anchor for you in those years for sure yeah it was it was really cool because it was like it was a bunch of fucking outcast weirdos that like just wanted to beat the shit out of each other and listen to like you know punk music yeah i found that same kind of refuge in in the rave scene but not so much violence every once in a while Uh, (laughs) definitely i mean i i can definitely see the non-violence aspect of that. that's, <laughs> but you know what though that's fucking cool though that's fucking cool that's the thing though is that like everybody has something yeah it's like whether it's like you're jumping off a stage and like kicking somebody in the head or you're fucking you know fucking spinning some discs fucking listening to some cool music dancing getting a light show a good time. <laughs> yeah light show the biggest part of it yeah 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 cuddling up with 10 people um so i want to go back to something you said (laughs) that you found Mm. you you find yourself to be socially awkward i did not find that in our last conversation at all we spoke for i don't know maybe fucking an hour plus maybe more than that dude (laughs) and it sounded like we were both going through it i if i recall i definitely was and and i think i think you were like having cravings or something right yeah, you, you know what it was? I, I was having a really fucking bad week that week, uh-huh. and work was super long, and I I still didn't have a car at the time, 
and like which I had just got in the car. Thank fucking everything that I have now. But That's I have best. a car now. That's the best. But I didn't have a car at the time, so like I'm fucking pissed off. I'm walking to the nearest gas station because I didn't have any nicotine all day. Mm. So like I was fucking going through it and like I was having some other, you know, cravings for, you know, the past addiction that, you know, I had. Mm-hmm. And it was just we were but yeah, we were both definitely going through it and like the whole time I felt like I was fucking up while I was talking because I was talking so fast I couldn't like my breathing was all fucked up because like the heat index was at like 101 that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we both had the same energy, man. And, and also like this, the timing felt divine to me. Like you reached out and I happened to be going through the same shit and in a, in a time and space where that I was able to like carve out the time and actually like talk to you. And I felt like I got a good opportunity to kind of get to know one another. And that, eventually kind of spawned to this and uh yeah the socially awkward thing i thought i thought that uh i left leaving that i left that conversation feeling much better and like i like i had yeah and like i had made a friend with somebody like-minded and um you know i'm glad that we we've connected for sure super grateful for that dude i'm i'm so grateful for it because it's it's been really cool you know talking to somebody with within the plant community um it's just i i fucking love cactus i fucking love cactuses like that's like that's my shit right there like smoking a joint and just like sitting outside and just looking at my plants and taking care of them like there's no other better feeling than that besides fucking you know obviously laying in bed (laughs) so primitive for sure right it's like goes yeah. touches on like our most primal instincts. I, I, yeah, I feel that it's crazy. Tell me about how you lost your collection, if you don't mind. Because didn't you weren't you collecting before and then lost it and had to start over? Yeah, that was um, that was the more shittier part about you know. I mean, like being homeless just sucked in general, but that definitely was a fucked up part of it what led to it what led to it we don't have to go straight into that if you don't want whatever you're comfortable with but like what yeah no we can so like we kind of lived with like not so good people for Mm. a while we had a really bad roommate i kind of fucked things up for a really long time in the house like just was dirty wouldn't clean um she's definitely really really a bad person like to the core like and i i definitely have learned a lot more that there's there's good in people but like fucking my espiritu side was just looking at her and going that is a fucking bad person (laughs) you can feel it yeah and like it definitely showed with it like with her actions and stuff and then you know, after she moved out, there was peace for a little bit. And then, you know, we had somebody come in that, you know, we thought was, you know, going to necessarily be a good roommate, like, because, like, they were only going to be with us for a couple months. And, you know, they ended up fucking us out of money and, like, rent because, you know, they were supposed to stay there for an extra month, but ended up being like, yo, peace. And then, like, dipped. Mm. Like, 
dipped more or less to another fucking country too because like that's where she was going oh shit (laughs) so like we kind of fell behind on our shit because like you know jersey's really expensive to live in and like our landlord really fucked us and fucked with us for a little bit because like you know like during the pandemic you know he raised our rent and like i know you weren't supposed to do that but like you know like we didn't fucking have any money for a lawyer we were just grateful that you know after you know because i i had moved out of my parents because it wasn't a good situation there and like i knew if i continued to be there that it was just gonna continue to lead me to doing the things that like i was working so hard to like not do Mm. yeah and you know so me and my partner actually you know we were you know we were living together which is funny because uh we had only been dating for two months i think less than that before we moved in and you know which is which is crazy because like we're practically the same person like Mm. it's like we're the same person but we're not the same person yeah and like you know, ever since then, like, you know, when we started dating, like, you know, like it was just almost like an instant connection. Like, and I had, I had never found that before. Mm. And like, especially because, you know, I was in a, in an abusive relationship, you know, not too long ago before that. Mm. And, uh, it definitely really wasn't like clicking with me for a second. Cause I was just like, wait a second, this feels weird. And then I kind of like, finally realized like oh that weirdness was just like somebody actually like genuinely respecting you as like human being <laughs> right yeah when we get treated well we don't know how to react to it huh yeah it's it's weird doesn't feel it's right def- you're like something's not clicking here is there but... something wrong with her <laughs> she likes yeah. me <laughs> yeah i was just like what the fuck i was like i have a fucking lazy eye like my fucking <laughs> Like, I look like a skeleton, bro. Like, I was like, is what, what's going on with, but like, no, she was, she's just been like genuine from like the beginning. And like, dude, like we're going to be, we're going to be together for like four years. Wow. Congrats. That's great. You deserve it. You deserve something steady. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. But, um, sorry. We got off on a tangent. Um, you're fine. Tangents are good. Yeah, so after, like, you know, the pandemic and everything and all that, our rent was super expensive, you know. You know, we're, you know, my partner was working crazy shifts and crazy hours, you know. I was working at a pathology company at the time, like, doing data entry stuff. Mm. And, you know, surprisingly enough, that definitely was not paying enough at all, especially, like, because of the type of work I would thought, you know, like with all the years I'd been working there, you know, you'd eventually get paid more, but that usually doesn't happen in Jersey. Mm. But, um, so speed up ahead, you know, things kind of like start to go down South a little bit. And, you know, my girlfriend ends up, you know, getting sick, you know, and she, you know, there was a, period of time where i kind of had to take care of things a little bit Mm -hmm. for like you know like i'd say like 
there was a week stint where I had to take care of things in regards to writing notes to a, like a free legal advice team on like through my email. And like, I had to like print up these documents that basically said that like, you know, if he tries to evict us at the property that like, you know, like he's subject to fine and everything. Cause it was before the moratorium was over mm. in Jersey. So like he was trying to like get us out of the place before. And like, this is like, we had already like, you know, not been able to like, you know, pay certain things, like, especially the rent. Cause like, you know, we fell into a hole and like shit like that happens. But like at the same time, you know, like, I just like, I felt like shit for it. Cause like, you know, I felt like I had failed mm-hmm. and you know, it was, it was definitely really, really some hard lessons that I had to learn from that. Um, but so to make a long story short with all that, um, you know, landlord, shitty roommate fucks us, not in a good way. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, then we end up, you know, kind of being, you know, homeless. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't necessarily want to focus that topic more so on myself, but more so on the fact that I just so happen to be lucky enough to have family that lives in, you know, a certain area that was willing to take me in. Mm-hmm. Me, you know, me and my partner in and like, I'm super, super grateful for that, but there's still so many fucking people that have it so much fucking worse than me. Mm. And a lot of the time, like, you know, people just look at those people like they're not fucking people at all. Yeah. And like, you know, like I just, I'm super grateful that I made it out of that situation the way, you know, the way we did. Yeah. But like, it's just like it's fucking crazy that you know this country is like has the means to you know fucking end homelessness, but like chooses not to. Yeah, yeah. Or even worse, so they pour money into these so-called efforts that go nowhere too. They spend the the millions of dollars that I think it's up to billions now that they allocate here. I don't see it doing anything. <laughs> And they swear, no. they swear, I think they just signed something else recently and they're, they're going to do this, but I, I just, I don't know. It feels sometimes like a, like a losing battle for sure. And I know firsthand that, that experience, like, I don't want to minimize what you went through at all because that, it doesn't matter whether it was a short stint, whether you got pulled out of it by family or not. At the end of the day, uh, you still experienced it and uh, that was the most challenging thing in my life because I was too scared to ask for help. I, I was too scared. I had family too. And I, I just, I couldn't, couldn't bring myself to like saying, Hey, I need help. Like, you know, I've been living on the streets <laughs> and yeah. it's fucking really hard. You know, it's a, yeah. that's traumatic to say the least. There were there were definitely some there were definitely some crazy things that that happened throughout that time. Like, I'll give like one funny funny scary story. Like, so we were staying in like this like really really shitty motel, mm-hmm. and like 
uh, a certain part of New Jersey. And uh, it was it was funny though because it was cool because there was a strip club right next to the right next to the the motel. Oh, nice! So it was like funny. We like pulled in and we're like fucking one o'clock in the morning, and we're just like, oh, that's kind of sick. There's a fucking strip club right there. (laughs) (laughs) But like. I was fucking, I was taking a shower because, like, I was so fucking exhausted because, like, you know, we were, we were moving around, like, suitcases and stuff and, like, out of my car and stuff. And, uh, so, like, I'm taking a shower. Like, I'm so fucking tired. Like, I hear, like, a knock at the door, but, like, I don't think anything of it because it's, like, probably, you know, it's probably my partner just, like, saying hi or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then, like, I get out of the shower fucking butt-ass naked fucking i open the door i see my partner she's got a fucking oh she's fucking holding a knife by the door and i'm just like yo what the fuck and then i hear banging at the door and like it's this lady and she sounds like a fucking zombie dude and like she's like my room my room i'm just like what the fuck and i'm just like holy shit and like my partner looks at me and goes shh i'm just like oh shit and i'm like i'm just standing there and like eventually like after like two minutes she walks away and then i'm just like what the fuck and like i thought she was gonna i thought she was like she was gonna get in because she was pulling on that shit damn but like i realized i was just looking at these are fucking hotel doors like this shit's like reinforced by like cards and stuff but like um fucking i hear like less than like maybe five minutes after she walks away i see this fucking big ass security guard like walk in like you can tell that they've seen some shit because she was like yo you can't be doing this shit these people are gonna fucking bug like like and like she like carried her like she grabbed her out of there damn there's a female security guard yeah dude it was sick she was fucking like she was bad, That's dude. She was, she was badass. So, were you struggling with some substance abuse during this time, too? No, surprisingly, I was actually able to stay uh, stay sober. Mm. I mean, like, I was smoking weed, yeah. which, you know, was a huge, huge helpful part of yeah, that. Sure. But, yeah, no, um, I actually surprisingly didn't... Um, didn't break like i thought about it definitely all the time but like uh the one thing that like keeps me i guess keeps my head afloat is the fact that like i didn't know what cold turkeying was i just thought i had a really really bad fucking cold <laughs> it wasn't until like my partner told me he was like wait you said you stopped and then you had a really really bad cold and i was like yeah why like no big fucking deal. Mm. And she's just like, she's like, you were fucking, cold. you were cold, you cold turkey yourself. You're going through withdrawals. I was like, what? <laughs> How long were you doing it? I was doing it pretty on and off regularly from the time of high school till, um, guess shit. How long is um? How long is like three and a half years? Like I'm 27 now. Twenty-three and a half. Yeah, I'd say like twenty-three, turning into like twenty-four. That's when you got. It. That's when you got clean. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Actually, I got. 
clean when I I met you know my partner, which was the last time I had was the the day before I had went to go hang out with them. Wow. And uh, and you know I I was struggling with that for a while and thinking about like you know man like I wonder what my life would be like if I wasn't doing this, but at the same time. I didn't give a shit because I just wanted to keep doing it. Yeah. And then I guess like it's kind of corny how it sounds, but like when I finally found somebody that like respected me and cared about me, I was like, man, I got to turn this shit around. And then like I just fucking stopped, which I've been told is not a really good thing off of Benzos. Yeah. To just stop. Right. But like I kind of just fucking did. So, like, it definitely sucked for a really long time. Like, I struggled really, really hard. But, like, at the same time, I was building a really, really beautiful relationship with somebody. And at the same time, learning things about myself that I didn't know. Yeah. And I was kind of holding on to that during the process. So, I, I believe, like, a lot of things with, like, spirituality, my relationship, and, like, I don't know, my genuine just fucking stubbornness, I guess, kind of, like, helped me out. Yeah. Well, white-knuckling, it's really hard. You didn't get any kind of treatment or anything, huh? No. Wow. No. That's impressive. That's no feat to be underestimated because, yeah, I mean, the benzos really, like, alter your brain chemistry and have such a physical withdrawal. Wow. I was definitely really functioning and kept it a very huge secret. Wow. For it was a secret really... people didn't even know? No, no, nobody knew. Damn, what was that like carrying a secret like that for so long? Honestly, to be truthful and honest at the time, I didn't really give a fuck yeah. because, you know, I was getting what I wanted. Right. You know, I didn't, I didn't have an addictive personality for anything. It was just like, that one thing that like shut my brain off it like stopped everything that was going on in my head and like i had never found anything like that and it was like to the point where i was just like holy shit like i don't want that feeling to go away i don't want to fucking think Mm. yeah so uh arguably i think you got what every addict needs is somebody to love them and care for them because that's that seems to have helped me and a lot of people that I know that have gone through the same thing. It's like the opposite approach of what you're naturally inclined to do. Like say fuck you, like get your shit together, get the fuck out, kind of thing. You know, that's a lot yeah. of, of people's approaches, and uh, it doesn't work. That doesn't work. But like loving somebody and being there for them, that works. At least in my experience. For sure. I mean, definitely, like, you know, like, I I definitely, you know, there are certain things that, you know, I never had a good relationship with my mom. Mm-hmm. It was definitely, like, a very push-pull situation because, you know, she was... She wasn't really, you know, supportive of a lot of, of, a lot of things. And, like, from a young age, like, when she finally kind of realized that, like, you know, she couldn't kind of mold my head to what mm-hmm. she wanted it to be is when we started clashing a lot more. 
and you know it it was just never good like we I love my mom she's my only mom but we definitely don't get along so yeah you were probably looking for that in the Xanax and found it in the Xanax that love that you needed yeah in in certain ways yeah definitely it was it was like a warm hug yeah but not a good warm hug right. that I learned. Mushrooms are a warm hug. It's a dark hug. warm hug as opposed to a light warm hug. Yeah, like mushrooms, those are those are a deeply, deeply welcoming, like, hey, take your shoes off, you know, the fire's on, the fire's ready, you know, put your robe on, sit down, like, that. it's like that type of welcoming, but like, with like the Xanax, it was like a... There's like a fucking alligator in a leather jacket going like, "Hey, come here. We're gonna sniff bleach off the sidewalk, but we're gonna be we're gonna be calm, completely calm about it." <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, like Xanax is like basically alcohol on a pill. It's like it it acts on the same receptors. It has the same receptor activity. It, ha- it exhibits the same kind of withdrawal sy- symptoms, where. You know, alcohol and benzos are the only two substances that can kill you in withdrawal. So if you stop cold turkey, that's why it's so dangerous, even with alcohol, depending on how much you use and how long. And your body really, everyone differs. But I have a friend that has seizures all the time, every time they stop. And it's it's risky for sure. And, and uh, like, you get tremors too, like delirium. I got those. I would get, like, DTs, delirium tremors. I never had a seizure from withdrawal, but I've witnessed a bunch of them and and helped people like uh get through them while i waited for like an ambulance to come more times than i can count scary stuff and and it also it what i found with xanax is it turns me into a klepto (laughs) (laughs) i started i steal everything on xanax (laughs) yeah that's so fucking funny because like i kind of just like i'm kind of just there like at that point, I don't really fucking care if I'm sitting down or if I'm standing or if I'm drooling. Standing there, and you can see that glazed look over my eyes. You know I don't give a fuck about anything that you're going to tell me because I'm just there. Just barely existing. Yeah, like barely hanging on to the Matrix, but also at the same time, like being in the Matrix going like, yeah, man, this is pretty fucking calm and relaxing. I, I don't mind. Yeah. But, well, I'm glad you found your way out of that. Thank you. Yeah, it was um it was a really rough and scary road, but I'd like to think I'm I'm doing a lot better from that now. Yeah. How do you maintain? Well, I mean, definitely the plants are a huge portion of it. Like I found a lot of like taking care of something especially something as like magical and like as like you know cool as as these cactuses are trichoserious yeah. I, I for the longest time i was i was trying to stay i was calling and i, and I was just like is it trichoserious or trichoserous like i <laughs> i'm not good at i'm yeah. not fucking good at words i i uh yeah, no, the I try to pronounce the big words, but like sometimes they just don't come out. I heard people say trico serious. Uh there's like like a a large portion of the population that says trico serious. I think it depends on what country you're from. <laughs> Cuz I I've heard okay. it. 
Yeah, I've heard people say it on YouTube. Pretty sure, like, San Pedro Mastery, a huge page, calls it Trico I fucking love that guy's voice. He's got, like, a German just, accent, right? I think he lives in Spain, but I'm not sure. I don't remember. I've watched quite a few of his videos, for sure. Yeah, fucking... But that dude's... I don't know what it is. I feel like... I feel like he's, like... He's the type of dude that's, like, very, very, like... What's the word? Suave. Like, yeah. He's, got, he's the guy with the with the white, white, like, uh, sports jacket and, like, some white pants. Drives a BMW. And, like, some, yeah, like, white loafers, <laughs> fucking sunglasses, <laughs> like, hair slicked back. Yeah, no, for sure. I get that vibe from him, too. He's super suave. And, like... Just the way he like presents things too. He's very thorough, very very thorough. Yeah, for sure. That's Fucking, awesome. Um, yeah. The let me close this door. The, Hold on. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, my kid got a new bike and he's super stoked. Yeah, dude. I I'm stoked for him. Fuck yeah. New bike. What were you saying? Definitely, um, definitely the plants, like, helped a lot. And I know I just want to touch back on um, one thing about, like, uh, after, like, you know, losing the plants. Um, I had I had lost the plants because, um, you know, we had to get out, like, by a certain day. Like, it was past the moratorium and, like. You know, like we had to, we had to get out like super fast. So we, we packed everything up like super quick, but at the same time, you know, like he, I ended up having to like pretty much like leave my plants there because I was going to try and go back for him. But like by the time everything was said and done, like he, he threw that shit out. Damn. Yeah, I don't and know like how we forgot about that question. We like went <laughs> elsewhere. <laughs> um, that was the whole. That was where we were going. That's fucked up. Yet, so yeah. What do you think happened to them? Um, honestly, I think I think he threw them out. Damn. I mean, like, like because like we didn't have a good relationship with him anyway, so it's not like I like because my originally my plan was to just leave them out like on the deck, but like it was also super fucking cold there. So like, they were going to die, mm. like, if I left them out. But, like, at the same time, I was just like, yo, man, like, if I go back, like, I can just leave them out there and, like, we'll only take a day. But then, like, I just realized that, like, that dude already, like, you know, he's already probably had contacted the cops and stuff. And, like, that place was right next to the police station. So, like, if I had pulled up and I was, like, going onto the property, you know, I could have got got like a trespassing charge and like i could have got arrested and stuff for taking stuff off the property because like i think i believe in new jersey the law is like if you if you're evicted from somewhere and like you leave stuff behind it's no longer your responsibility like Mm. it falls under the the landlord's responsibility which just quick shout out to fuck all landlords i just want (laughs) to say that (laughs) on the stream landlords are not your friend they're life-sucking vultures that just prey on fucking people possession is nine-tenths of the law i guess i heard that one somewhere that's fucked up that's fucked up 
So I had I had lost like all of it, and which was pretty devastating because the one I had one little one little um one little button uh one little uh how do you say it uh, I don't want to pronounce it wrong love yeah love for and I that that was one it was a cool it was in a cool pot that I think that was from that girl uh uh what's her name she paints rocks and like I don't want to pronounce her name Picky wrong. Nikki's rocks it was like I think or it was uh, one. one of the pots that she had done because it was a Cactus Daddy ninety. Oh yeah, giveaway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I had ended up winning that, and okay. uh, I was super fucking bummed that I had lost that. Um, and cause, Damn, like, so that this was, my... was all really recently, Matt. Yeah, yeah. Dude, those wounds are fresh. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely some stuff I had to move on. From, or at least compartmentalized for a little bit while we got our shit together. Yeah, at the end of the day, you did what you needed to do for you, right? And your partner. And unfortunately, the plants got lost in that. But, you know, I don't know if that's a perspective that feels better. Yeah, I mean, I like huge shout out to my do. partner because she she was definitely, you know, after she, you know, she got better. Um, she was a huge, huge driving force and support system. And she worked, she worked hard, you know, she worked very, very hard. And like, even, even with like the stuff that she had going on, like she was still busting her ass and like, I couldn't be more proud to like be with somebody like that. And it's beautiful. Um, but yeah, that, that all happened kind of recently. And uh, obviously, I'm not gonna give certain geographical locations just for the sake of the of the law and stuff. Yeah. But I'm glad we got out of that area. Yeah. And but yeah, it sucked. Oh, sorry. No, no go ahead. please, please, please continue. It definitely sucked losing all my plants. Um, you know, and not only that, like my Instagram account that was connected to my original, you know, my original Instagram account for Goblin King. Um, uh, that Instagram got a ha- got hacked by the fucking Bitcoin people. <laughs> Bitcoin people. What does that mean? Fucking. So somebody, I didn't have a phone for a really long time, so I wasn't able to log into my Instagram. And then like, I start getting hit up by a bunch of people like, yo, man, like, why the fuck are you trying to sell me fucking Bitcoin? And, like, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And, like, they were, these were people that were hitting me up on, on like, my, my partner's phone because they were friends of ours mm-hmm. and also through her Instagram. And, like, they were telling her, like, telling us, like, yeah, like, somebody's using your Instagram. And I was like, how the fuck is that possible? Like, I haven't had a phone for, like, months like I, I was, I was raw dogging it without a phone, which was kind of cool at the time. Yeah. Um, but I was like, holy shit! So somebody hacked my shit, and they were messaging all my followers, all the people that I knew, uh, not on my, not on like uh, Goblin King, but like on my personal. So like, these are all my friends and family that yeah. it's messaging and stuff, and so like, I couldn't get back into that account, so I lost, I lost that account. 
for Goblin King. So I ended up surprisingly, you know, making a new one. And um, huge shout out to, um, I think his name is, uh, his web store is Dick, Dick Prickly. <laughs> what? He's got, he's got a lot. He's got, I, I believe his name is Mike Hagen hmm. on Instagram. Um, but his web store is called Dick Prickly's and, uh, <laughs> he, uh, he grows a lot of trichocerius like cactuses from seed mm. and he had a ton of seedlings and, you know, um, he ended up hooking me up with four seedlings. Um, I think one was, um, one was this really cool scope bridge mm. and that one was really cool, but he he kind of started me out again like he he had known he knew what happened yeah and uh you know i'm not sure if we had known each other from reddit or not um from the uh the san pedro cactus sub but you know he ended up sending me four seedlings and he was just like hey start start your collection again man and you know that that's when i you know i had gotten that you know when i first when we first got to florida and I had started growing them. And then um, this other dude, you know, Stuck Nursery on Instagram, he uh, he runs a Florida cactus page on Reddit. And um, we got to shooting this shit. And, yo, he was so kind and ended up hooking me up with some really cool, really cool cacti. Like, um, I got this log of a sausage. Mm-hmm. I believe it's the sausage one. Mm-hmm. Uh, cv or whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. and um a couple other really really cool really cool plants and um one one last person um i'm gonna keep her identity hidden she is on instagram um i'm not sure if those are her pronouns or not so i'm just gonna call them them um this was somebody um i actually ended up trading uh you know uh, a cactus with uh and i sent over a cut of like a sow's torch that i had that i had bought from cactus jones mm-hmm. um and it was a pup from that and that was like one of my like i think it was like my second big trichocereus plant that i had gotten because it was a pretty big stump and it had a lot of pups on it mm. but um you know she had gotten that and over the last year she had she was growing it in ground and it got pretty big. The tip was, it had tip damage at first, but then it kind of grew out of that and it was fucking huge. And then like two weeks ago, she messages me and is like, hey, like, you know, I just chopped the top off of that sow, you know, like the same one from the, the little stand that you had. Like I cut, I cut the head off because like, I want to, I want to get more pups. And like, um, so she sent me the tip of the same fucking cactus that I had sent her like shit i don't know if it was a year or two ago but like it was it was pretty fucking it was pretty wild how full circle that went that's awesome fuck yeah so you got it back yeah yeah no i have that currently trying to root right now nice nice so how did what got you into trico series originally were you was it reddit groups and stuff like when did that start it originally actually happened like, you know, um, so from at a young age, I had kind of like, I love, like, I like cactus. I shouldn't say love when I was younger, like fucking loved everything when I was younger. 
Yeah. Um, I, uh, I had ended up getting like a little Walmart cactus and like, I tried to take care of it. Like, but you know, I was young. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I was like super, super young. And, you know, so like I had a bunch of them die, but like I still had serious interest in it. So like speed up ahead during the pandemic, like I'm at Lowe's and like I see this fuck big, cool looking cactus. And it was funny because like there weren't many like I wasn't seeing many trichoserious cactuses in like Lowe's in New Jersey, mm. but it just so happened in this one there was a there was a sun goddess like just chilling there for 20 bucks huge fucking sun goddess like it was probably it got probably to be about like half the size of my forearm but like thick as fuck nice and like i was reading like the name under it and i was like sun goddess so i looked it up and then i looked up what you know trichoserious was and then it ended up getting into like this rabbit hole of like the you know the healing properties and like the mescaline that's like containing inside some of those you know cactuses mm-hmm. and like i was very very intrigued by that because i was always interested in you know in hallucinogens you know hallucinogenic stuff and like i i was starting to learn more and more about like things and like the psychedelics had for um healing and i luckily well unluckily enough not yet because like you know i'm not i'm not ready for it yet but when i do go on my first you know you know cactus trip you know i'm super really ready excited just to be ready for anything to happen like because like it tied a lot in with spirituality because i read about like you know like like the ancient cultures that like, you know, use shamanism for, you know, and they, these were tools. And, um, you know, I've always, you know, had like a paranormal aspect to my life with like spiritual stuff. Like from a very young age, I was always hearing and seeing ghosts. Really? Like, oh yeah. Yeah. It was, um, ever since I was young, especially when I was living in my parents' house, like that place was a portal. Like you couldn't, you couldn't be down downstairs at 2 a.m. without, like, hearing or seeing something, which, luckily enough, like, you get used to it. Like, when I was, when I got fucking older, like, I'd get home at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm just, like, trying to eat something shitty on the couch, and, like, I hear fucking a chair move, and I'm just, like, all right, guys, like, let's relax tonight. Like, I don't fucking have time for this. I'm and, like, you just... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like, um... I felt like fucking Jennifer Love Hewitt in that fucking show she was in. Oh, yeah. Back in the day, what was that? Ghost Whisperer. Oh, yeah. Fucking, but... So it didn't scare you after a while? After a while, you got used to it? Yeah, it scared the shit out of me for a really long time. Like, I was terrified of everything when I was a kid. Mm. Fucking so much so. I even slept at the opposite end of my bed because I thought aliens were going to take me. But, like now i'm obsessed with fucking aliens like i can't get enough of shit about aliens Fuck yeah but have you ever seen the I'd UFO? Say, oh my god did you dude funny enough yeah where, i uh where upstate new york that makes sense that checks out and i believe the town was called marlboro and that's where on my dad's side that's where his brother lived and 
these fucking huge properties. So I'm just like sitting there and like this, like it's like 11 o'clock at night. Like my dad went to bed. Everybody went to bed, but like, it's a nice fucking house. So like I'm sitting on the couch, like the fucking living room is like huge, wide, like open, like glass window, mm. and, like along with the door. And like, you know, like it was, it was open and like, you can see like the mountains in like the background. Like, I thought that was fucking cool because there were certain lights that were on the mountain. You can tell from, like, like you know, just, like, the shapes of it. Mm-hmm. And um, so, like, I'm just fucking sitting there watching some bullshit on TV. I actually think I was watching, I was watching Toonami. They had, I forget what, I think it was Cowboy Bebop, actually. Mm. Cowboy Bebop was on Toonami, and I was just, like, sitting down on the couch. And uh, I look at the corner of my eye, and, like, I see, like, this like, orange light. But like it was very distinct type of orange. It was like an orange I hadn't like seen before. Yes. And uh, so I'm looking at it, and it's like almost like when I looked at it, it noticed that I looked at it. Yeah. But it was super fucking far away, like to the point where like it almost looked like it was a fucking star, but like at the same time it was a fucking shining orange light. Yeah. And then as soon as I paid attention and I like looked over, it like. It almost looked like it like shuffled and then did some fucking zigzag patterns and then shot off. Fuck yeah. I've seen a couple of those orange ones too, actually. That's bizarre. I haven't heard a whole lot of people describe them as orange, but I saw it. And then some people try to explain that particular type of craft or phenomenon as ball lightning. I don't know. Have you ever heard of ball lightning? It's a bullshit cover story. It's kind of like swamp Dude. gas. It's kind of like saying Dude, oh, the UFO I was, was just... swamp gas. I was just going to fucking bring up the swamp gas shit because, like, the government tries so fucking hard to, like, just, like say, like, shit, like, oh, yeah. yeah, that's so crazy that, like, there were, like, these three little fucking gray dudes that were walking down a desert highway. But, like, you know what that was? That was just, like, lightning strike. Right. It was the reflection of the light off the moisture in the air. They come up with the most bullshit cover stories but you know they're actually really starting to open up about it and i'm super skeptical about why what the reasoning behind it and what they're what what are they trying to accomplish and are they preparing us for something why the fuck are they being so honest about it now do you want me to give like my team answer or do you want me to give my like crazy fucking tinfoil hat answer put your fucking tinfoil hat on and shoot that response my way so I've read a lot of things about like like alien technology and like the things that the government has like supposedly been able to do with it and like a lot of the time like there's been recently sightings of like these red red dots flying over military installations that have access to to missiles and like there's recorded proof of it like there's been multiple people that have gone on the record to say it um just these bright little red dots they fly over these military installations they shut they fucking shut down the missile programs Mm -hmm. like these are these are like millions probably billions of dollars worth of software technology that you couldn't even fucking break through if you were the fucking smart attacker yeah and just shutting fucking down their systems with like the snap of a finger and then everything turns back on as soon as, you know, they're done. Like, they fly they fly over and then that's it. Yeah. But, like, 
a lot of that stuff is leading me to believe like just on shit that I've read and seen that like, you know, whatever's visiting us, you know, whatever aliens there are that are trying to, you know, communicate with us, um, they're trying to steer us away from that shit because, you know, I personally think that aliens are visiting us, you know, to try to help out mankind. And like, obviously there's, there's so much of that shit that, that there is. Cause like there's good, there's bad if people want to get like down deep with it. Like, you know, like the reptilians that like, you know, people say are like fucking like drinking people's blood and shit. Walking and, like, amongst us. Walking amongst us. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but there's a lot of other things involving that, like, like alternative, like, you know, energy and stuff. Like mm -hmm. some people think that like the government's kind of opening up about this because it's like, it's pretty much like the same fucking plot to the X-Files movie. Like the government wants to create like a sense of fear of like what extraterrestrials would be. So that way that like, if they do they ever were to make themselves present like americans would think or like the world would think that like they're a threat and in turn you know stealing their shit and like you know attacking them but at the same time if there's an advanced species that was able to come here from fucking whatever fucking solar system like they've already mastered the fucking universe like they've already they're already they're already beyond like what we could conceive as like a god because like they're they're just able to do anything you know mm -hmm. like if you can control your weather and your environment like that then you're pretty much on god mode right there yeah well i i uh romanticize with the theory that we are some type of hybrid from another galaxy or solar system us human beings modern day human beings um, weren't necessarily evolved here that's what i think and like the Anunnaki, I think it's very possible that the story of the Anunnaki is true, and that's, well, maybe they'll return yeah. soon. I mean, that's it's really interesting because like that, I've that's the one thing I've I've definitely been drawn to before because like it it like a lot of it like makes sense too because like they're the first they're the first ever civilization like at least that we know of. But, like, they're the first one that was, you know, like, recorded with, like, their own laws and shit. And they were super fucking advanced. And, like, you have, like, shit that looks like fucking portals that, you know, of these structures that they had built. And, like, those, those big structure portals are, like, scattered all throughout the world. I think there's one that's supposedly in Iraq. There's, um... There's a couple different places where these like giant structures that look like they would be gateways are have been fucking built by the like the ancient civilizations. And, you know, it's it's just why why would they fucking build that, you know? Like yeah. why? And how were they so advanced if it was supposedly a more primitive time? I definitely subscribe to the fact that uh, we're a species with amnesia and perhaps we've like uh, been started over our civilization has started over many times for probably multiple reasons, but, uh, yeah, I, the I think only... it's very possible that there was, uh, ancient aliens involved in the, the mathematics and 
building of this these ancient structures, man. There's only uh oh sorry one second oh there we go. There's only one thing with like the ancient the ancient um the alien thing that like I like kind of disagree with like the only thing with it is like I don't know man like I think that the Egyptians were very very advanced on their own and I don't necessarily think that aliens help help them build the pyramids cuz like I think it kind of takes away the ancient Egyptians and like you know their culture that sure. like it's almost kind of like a slap in the face like ah oh, they couldn't do that by themselves like they they had to have help by like you know an ancient civilization like advanced far beyond them you know well yeah i could see that i could see why that you you'd have that theory but the interesting thing about the the egyptian history is that they fucking date it to so much more recent than it feels like it should be and like they have really? a total yeah i mean the the antiquities department of of egypt has a completely different story than like a lot of people a lot of these uh archaeologists and geologists seem to think like the sphinx is much older than they say it is have you heard that wow i actually um i didn't know that that's that's pretty fucking crazy i don't know i have no idea because i wasn't there but yeah yeah right we can only we can only read so much and hear so much about stuff like but at the end of the day it's like until we get a fucking time machine we'll never be able to truly know there's some people that think the sphinx is like twelve thousand years old much older than what egyptian antiquities is saying about it twelve thousand years old holy shit I don't know. Who knows? There's so much of our of our human history, though, that like we literally like, it, and it kind of correlates to like your your amnesia, your amnesia thing. Like, there's there's literally so much shit that like we don't know about. Like that's like that's happened in human history. Like the whole like uncanny valley thing. Like why the fuck does like does our brain like reject? almost human but non-human looking things like at what point in our history were we fucking experiencing things that like looked like non-human but human entities that were that we had to develop a part of our brain to fucking shut it out yeah i don't know a lot about that uncanny valley is that something i should look into um if you ever if you're ever bored and you want to look into some stuff about human history and like you know some creepy shit uh, I would definitely look into it. I'm gonna check it out. But um, yeah. Well, um, we I guess we wrap soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so it's fucking. I just realized the time. I've enjoyed your company and especially the alien talk. It's been a while yeah. since I've talked about aliens on the podcast. Dude, listen, you you got my. We can call each other. Listen, I can talk about fucking aliens all day, every day. Like, there's nothing short of what I wouldn't talk about aliens, including having sex with them. Fuck yeah. Interspecies sexual activities. Have you ever... Intergalactic sexual activity. Interspecies erotica. Yes. It sounds like a a book genre. (laughs) 
Have you ever seen? Have did you ever see? Did you ever see Clerks? The, yeah, fuck yeah, one? one and two. I fucking he's love like, all those movies. He's like, it's interspecies erotica, fucko. Oh yeah, <laughs> I knew I heard that before. <laughs> fuck yeah. What is but, it, Kevin? What's his name? Kevin Smith. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin Smith. Smith. Yeah, he's a fucking legend. He's a huge New Jersey legend. He's got that uh, that comic book shop oh, in Red Bank. Joycey, huh? Yeah, an NJ native. Fucking, but dude, it's been awesome talking. I I really love this. This was this was really cool. I know we we got onto some like pretty heavy topics and stuff, but um, overall, if there's one thing I could say is that like, yo man, just everybody could pay to just be kinder to each other. Absolutely. You're you're totally right, especially lately. There's been, I don't know. I I got in, sucked into a toxic wormhole today on the internet, and it's dude, it, it'll do it. It just keeps going and going and going and going, and it gets worse and worse. And it's always different aspects of humanity too. So it's like, oh man, it's it's rough right now. People are at each other's throats, and especially politically right now. Oh my god, man. No, you're right. Dude. Everybody needs to be nicer to one another. It, especially right now especially right now man like i was like i was thinking like the other day like it's just like yo man i could it just seems exhausting to just be a fucking asshole like granted like i can definitely be an asshole like when i like you know i'm i'm not trying to be like sometimes you know everybody can be an asshole but like i just couldn't just live my life that way that would just be like being angry at everything and just like being hateful like it just it seems so fucking exhausting it's a pitiful existence it hurts me to look at it that's why like i'm like fuck dude do i really want to do all this fucking internet shit anymore it's on my mind constantly man because I, I i look at it and it's not everybody like we're kind of in a bubble in the plant community right what the fuck holy shit what sorry i just heard something that i was not used to <laughs> scared the fuck out uh-huh. of me we're kind of in a bubble in the plant community. We're like protected from like the outside world bullshit. And if you step out for a little bit, it's bad out there. <laughs> I had to unfollow somebody on my on my plant page because like they were they were talking about some like right wing bullshit, and I was like, dude, why the fuck are you bringing that on here? Like, I come on here to fucking look at people's weed plants, their cactuses, their flowers, like. This is what I have this for. Like, I don't need you to be spreading that bullshit, you know? Yeah. I hear you. Any political shit for me, I can't do it. Dude, I, lately, I, I, I can't do any of it, too. Like, because it's like, it's just too exhausting. It's like, it's like, you know, it's like that, like, meme of that dog that's sitting in the burning room. And it's like, this is fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> yeah, it feels like that for sure. Well, Matt, thank you so much for your time and for our last conversation. And I hope that, you know, this was a positive thing for you and uh, definitely was for me. And we should definitely do it again. Dude, I would like to. I'm really glad that, you know, I was on here and I was able to talk and just kind of just spew my own, you know, bullshit. You know, I mean, not really bullshit, but I mean, you know, just like to just shoot the shit and talk about life and you know uh glad we you know 
have blossomed this beautiful friendship into something. Yeah, thanks for being you. And I'm sorry if I steered the conversation uh, poorly. I felt like maybe I kind of guided it off a couple times. But we, honestly, we got back on track. I think we were just vibing super hard, honestly. Just in it, huh? Feeling it. Yeah, fucking gonna go smoke a joint and Do probably it. eat some pizza rolls. Super late for you. Get some rest. All right. If everyone could please like, review, and subscribe to the podcast and hit that share button, we would both appreciate that greatly. Peace out.